Good evening. How are you? Good, good, good. It's uh, good to see you. It's going to be a great night. I'm excited for it. Are you excited for it? Amen. There's some good stuff about to happen in this place. Amen. There's um, something that's kind of been rolling around in, uh, in my heart and in my spirit has just been faith, and uh, just faith, 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 and I just feel like tonight I want you to get this, that you can overcome the world, you, you can overcome the world, I don't care what you're facing, I don't care what you're seeing, you can overcome the world. You can overcome the world. You can overcome the world. If you're watching, you can overcome the world. And uh, so let's go ahead and let's turn to 1 John uh, chapter 5. First John chapter 5, verse 1. It says this, Whoever believes that Jesus is the Christ, is born of God. And whoever loves the Father, loves the child born of Him. By this we know that we love the children of God when we love God and observe His commandments. For this is the love of God, that we keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. So one of the things I want to point out right here is that this is one of the areas where you start to learn, all right, am I really born again? Because it says work out our salvation with fear and trembling or with great, great reverence, right? And so we start to see, am I really born again? Because if I'm born again, then I'm going to have the love of God in me. And if I have the love of God in me, then I'm going to be loving the Father loving the Son, and I'm going to be keeping His commandments. And not only am I keeping His commandments, but I keep His commandments, and His commandments are not burdensome. Anybody ever made a decision for God, and, and, uh, or you tried to uphold His commandments, and they just felt heavy to you? Like, man, that was a big, that was a big one, you know, right? I've done that. I've done that. But see, here's what happens. We continue to grow in His love, and all of a sudden we start to realize this is not burdensome. And so a good, this is a good marker to see how's your growth going. If you're doing what you know, the world says, that even you can be doing stuff for the love of God and for the reasons of His love, and it looks to the world crazy, and uh, other people are looking at you and they're going, how do you do that? What what are you doing? How do you believe God? But see, when we're keeping His commandments, we're supposed to get to the place where His keeping His commandments, not only do we do that, see, I think a lot of times we're just happy to get to the place where we do His commandments. And that's a great place to be because I'd love to see all of us doing that, that we just keep them. But we're supposed to actually go beyond that. We're supposed to get to the place where we keep His commandments 
and they're not heavy to us. They're not burdensome. This is a marker of growth, a marker of growth. Um, you only get to the place where people look at you and they ask you questions like, how do you do that? How can you do that? And, and you've forgotten how you did that. You've forgotten because you've been doing it for so long, you've forgotten what were the steps that it took to get you to start making those de decisions. Now, if you're not at that place yet, then that's fine. Just keep going towards it. But this is the love of God. This is what he's saying here. This is the love of God that we keep those commandments and they're not burdensome. That we get to the place where it just it's easy to love, to love on the world, to love on God, to love on His Son, and to continue growing in those things. He says, for whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Whatever is born of God, it overcomes. Are you born of God? You're an overcomer. Say it now. Say, I'm an, I'm an overcomer. Amen. Say it again. I'm an overcomer. It's who you are. It's who we are. Say it one more time. I'm an overcomer. Amen. Are you born of God? You're an overcomer. It's who you are. Don't let the devil try and tell you something else. It's who you are. Amen. You're an overcomer. I see a bunch of overcomers. I, I see some people that the devil's tried to trip up sometimes, right? Sometimes the devil comes in, he tries to trip you up, get you off track, but that doesn't matter. It's not your fault that the devil tries to trip you up. There's a lot. He tries to trip you up, and then he tries to condemn you for the tripping. It's like, dude, I didn't stick the foot out there and trip myself. That was you. Stop making me feel bad because you tripped me up. And don't accept that. Don't accept that. You're an overcomer. If you're born of God, you're an overcomer. It's who you are. For whatever is born of God overcomes the world. Now, I want you to notice that in context, what he's saying, who are the ones that are born of God? The ones who are born of God are the ones walking in love, and the ones walking in love are keeping his commandments, and those commandments are not burdensome. So this is a proof, this is a marker. Uh, somebody keeping the commandments of God and they, they not being heavy to them, that's a marker of somebody who is born of God. Now, just because you're not at that place yet doesn't mean that you're not born of God. It just means that I'm going there, you're going there, and you're getting better and better and better at it. But until, this is what we should take out of this, until I reach the place where I'm upholding love and it's not burdensome, then I, I still got room to grow. And how many of us have room to grow? Hallelujah. Amen. All of us. But that does not take away the fact that you are born of God and that you are an overcomer. And how do we overcome? And this is the victory that has overcome the world, our faith. This is the victory. You got stuff in the world that you need to overcome, be it uh, sickness, be it financial stuff, be it just the bondages. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Our faith 
It's our faith. Our faith is what overcomes the world. You are not going to get away from it. Is there something in your life that you want to see overcome? Is there something in your life that you need to get over? You need to get on top of that and stop being under it. You need to get on top of it and overcome it. Is there something in your life that needs that? There's only one way it's going to happen. Because God's said it. He's decreed a thing. There's one way it's going to happen. Your faith. Your faith. When you apply faith, that is the victory that will take you to that overcoming position. But without applying faith, you're not going there. But with faith, man, we can get up on top of that stuff. We can overcome it. You can overcome it. You can overcome the world. You can overcome that sickness. You can overcome that lack. You can overcome that bondage. You can doesn't matter what it is. doesn't matter what its name is. This is the victory, our faith. This is it. See, sometimes we need to get in there. Um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this or not. I've experienced it multiple times now. Where the Lord, I got it written down. It's in my to-do list, if I remember correctly. Yeah, right here in my reminders. Every time I pull up my reminders, right there at the top, it says, think bigger. <laughs> think bigger. Now, now, why would I have that there, and how does that relate to you can overcome? Because Jesus was always increasing, first of all. And faith is only needed on things that you don't see. Because they're linked to hope, and hope is needed when you don't see things. Faith is linked to things that you don't see. You apply faith when you don't see the manifestation yet. In other words, if I, let's say that I believe God, and we'll use money because uh, it's just a great example. Uh, let's say that I believe God for a um, $100,000 income, right? Well, some people right there, just me saying six figures in an income, that, that was the cap. They're, they're not with me anymore. Why? Because they haven't thought bigger in their finances. Right there, right there is their tripping point. And if it's not there, maybe I can say I'm believing God for a million dollar income. Well, then I lost, lose more people because the higher you go up, you're hitting the ceiling of people's faith. But see, we're supposed to be a faithful people and we're supposed to think bigger. In other words, let's say that I did believe for a $100,000 income, but then I got to that place. And I'm, I'm making now six figures, right? Well, what happens to my need for faith for that? I don't need it anymore. I may need it a little bit to maintain it, but I'm making that. I'm, I'm at, I've reached that. But is that okay with the Lord uh, to stop increasing? No, the counsel of this word says no. And it's not just finances, it's all kinds of things. It's, you know, I can remember starting to believe for colds to be healed. You know, eventually I got to the place where I started believing God for miracles because I continued increasing. In other words, we need to think bigger. We need to open up and open up the ceiling and bust out that ceiling. Start thinking bigger in our lives. We need to start thinking, all right, I'm not, I'm not satisfied here. I'm content with whatever I have, but I'm not content to bury faith. 
He tells us that faith is required to please God in Hebrews 11.6. We need faith. That means there's always going to be something that we need to be applying to faith to that's going to be bigger and above and an increase than where we are at now. Without faith it's impossible to please Him. So we need to think bigger. And we need to be thinking. A lot of times we end up going backwards from where we're at because we reached what we were believing God for and then we never apply more faith. And what I was saying is this. I've had the Lord do this to me several times where he says, you need to think bigger. You need to start dreaming. You need to start dreaming. I I can remember in business, and he uses this as an example, in business years ago, what he would do, he'd say, go to a car lot. Go to, the, go to the car you want. Test drive it. Sit in it. See what it looks like, right? What was This was God teaching me how to do this. I didn't realize I'd be talking about it in this way at that time. But he was saying, what was he doing? He was getting me to dream. He was getting me to think bigger. He was getting me to stretch my faith out, to get it bigger. I, I like watches and uh, found that out a couple years ago. And, and uh, I like, I, it, you know, the Lord started questioning me. He started asking me. He said, what do you like? And I didn't have an answer for him. And uh, that was not good. He wanted me to know what I liked. And, and so I said, well, help me. What do I like? And he, he brought that up. He said, you always look at people's watches because uh, you like them. And I went, oh, yeah, I do. That's true. I look at them. And I like the way they look and everything. And the Lord started blessing me once. See, I wasn't even believing God for a watch, for watches. Why, why one watch? He, he's an overcome. He's a, he's a prosperous, overcoming, uh, cup-overflowing God. He, he is. He, he is excessive. You know? he, think about this. In Peter's net, uh, didn't he know how many fish could fit in that net? And didn't he know how many fish could fit in that boat? I mean, they were about to sink the boat. God's an excessive God. It's who he is. He's a prosperous God. And if you don't see that in the word, you're really throwing away a whole bunch of scripture because it's in there. It's in there. He, he is an excessive God. So God said, start believing for watches. Well, I started believing for watches and quickly I had several I like giving them away that's that's the bit one of the biggest joys that I have when they come in I'm just looking for who to give it away sometimes I'll have them for a short period of time sometimes for a long period of time it's just one of those things but see I wasn't applying faith in that area at all and I wasn't receiving anything and then the Lord said what do you like why because he gives you all things richly to enjoy he likes to give you things that you enjoy this one, this one right here uh, is a testimony of that. Most of y'all have heard that. Uh, but basically, I was, Nicole kept asking me a, few, a couple of years ago what I wanted for Christmas. And I didn't know what I wanted for Christmas. It was one of those times where you get to a place and I, could, I didn't have an answer for that. I didn't have, I don't know. And uh, then the Lord kind of prodded me and said, well, you like watches. And I said, that's true, I do. You've taught me that. You've shown me that now. He said, then go on Amazon and pick out some that you like. And I went, oh, I can do that. So I went on Amazon and started looking at all kinds and everything, and I put probably 20 watches up there. And uh, Nicole came and saw my list. She was like, good night. <laughs> you know, it went from nothing to full of watches, you know. Well, 
uh, the thing is, it was about two weeks before Christmas when I did that. She was already done. She was already done with all my shopping. I didn't know that, but the list was made. Well, on there was a watch that just stuck out to me. And, uh, and here's what I did. I found myself going up to Christmas kind of going like this. And I hadn't told anybody. I was just thinking kind of like this. I sure would like to get that watch for Christmas. That would be nice. I sure would like that. And then Christmas came and went, and I didn't get that watch. And I found myself in the next couple weeks going, I wish I'd have gotten that watch for Christmas. I wish I'd have gotten it. And, you know, it was just one of those things. Oh, out of all of those, that one stuck out to me. Well, I went and I was at a conference, and a friend of mine, he comes walking up, and he's got on that exact watch, except it's the upgrade to the one that I chose. And the exact one, and I mean, there's a bunch of watches. Trust me, I know this now. And uh, there's a whole heap load out there. And I went, I went, man, that's awesome. He, I said, that's a, uh, and I called the name of it because I knew what it was. He said, it sure is. I was like, it's awesome, man. And uh, so I said, I, I really like that style and, and everything. The next day, he, uh, and all I was doing was just complimenting him. The next day he walks up to me and he says, hey, I want to give you this watch. The Lord dealt with me to give it to you. I said, are you kidding me? Are you Really? And uh, he said, yeah. I said, let me tell you the story. I said, this is the exact watch that I had on my list, but the upgrade. This is the upgraded, looks nicer version. I said, that's the exact one, color, everything. I said, that's the Lord moving to meet the desires of my heart. But the question is, would the Lord have done that if I wouldn't applied some faith in the first place for the watches? Well, I don't know that he would have. We've got to apply some faith towards some stuff. And so the Lord will start to grow. Uh, and so I, I tell you that story about the watches because, you know, I, <laughs> I went... Uh, my faith for watches has grown. <laughs> it's grown, hasn't it? <laughs> it has. And so, you know, when I first started believing God for watches, I had like, you know, I don't know, probably four or five watches that were around the $100 range, you know, something like that, 100 or below. Well, I'm, I'm a giver. I started giving those things away, man. I was blessed. I liked them. They were some nice ones to me. Well, sure enough, you sow, God is not mocked. Whatsoever a man sows, that shall he also reap, right? And I'm not sowing. I'm sowing for the love of God, but I got faith on That's still a seed, whether, you know, so I got faith on that. I know what happens with that. Well, sure enough, some watches started coming in, but they weren't the $100 kind. They just kept getting nicer and nicer. Then last year, or uh, this, earlier this year, I had a list and uh, <laughs> I I found a watch out there, and it was this one was over a thousand bucks. And uh, I, I heard that I hit some ceilings and some people when they saw my list <laughs> now, and uh, because that you know I'm I'm hitting their ceiling, thousand dollars for a watch. Like man, that's just the beginning. The other day I got uh, with uh, Ted Chelsworth Jr. Hey Ted, if you're watching, what's up? And uh, Anyway, we were both talking watches. I said, listen, I said, the Lord's dealt with me. I need to extend my faith beyond this. 
What's the next little level here? Because he's aware of some of those things. What's that next level? Well, we started looking at some watches. Uh, well, I mean, we started looking anywhere from 2,000 up to 15,000 watches we were looking at on there. Well, why do you need a watch that's that? I don't need one. I would enjoy one. It's the difference. The Lord's testing me to, or he's telling me, he's commanding me to extend my faith, to stretch it. A lot of times, see, if faith is the victory that overcomes the world and you are not stretching your faith in other areas, then what you're going to find is you will get up to where your faith has been, you will stop, stagnate, and if you don't continue to stretch it, you will go backwards and you will find yourself not in increase and overflow, but you will find yourself in lack. Because faith must be extended. Let me, uh, golly, I was definitely not going this direction with this tonight, but you can overcome the Lord. You, you can overcome, not the Lord, you can overcome the world through the Lord's faith that he gives you. You can overcome the world. This is, this is something that really, watch this. You, some of you have heard me say this before, but y'all remember it was either the early, earlier this year or late last year. I mean, it was all over the news, all over national news. There was a minister that wanted to buy an airplane uh, anybody remember that? All right. And uh, you remember how much the airplane was? How much? It was over 50. Yeah. Anybody remember? It was 65 million, right? Man, they were like, what does a preacher need with a $65 million airplane? All right. And man, the world had a fit. And the church that doesn't understand faith had a fit about that. Here's my problem with that. Let, let's say that he shouldn't be believing for that much. That's not true. That's not true at all. The word says that everything that was created was created for him and by him. For him and by him. See, you've got... You've got people that uh, own pornography companies out here uh, that are flying around in their jets and nobody's saying a word to them. You've got people that own alcohol companies and nobody's saying a word to them. It wasn't created for them. It wasn't created for them. So, But let's say that it, he shouldn't have that. Here's the problem that I think a lot of people overlook. What did they do as soon as somebody went, and I know when I heard it, I had to kind of get over that. You know why? Because it hit my ceiling. It went beyond my ceiling. Now see, God told him to believe for it. That's what he said he believes. Brother Creflo. He said, God told me to believe for it. He said, you can't tell me, I can, basically, you can't tell me I can't stretch my faith. Matter of fact, that's telling you something to do that's anti-God. So anyway, here's the issue with it. How big is God and how big is his resources? Hmm? It, it's at the least limitless to our understanding of limits, right? I mean, it goes beyond that. 
I mean, where, what would you say that this world is worth? And I'm just going to throw out some numbers and not even. Uh, let's say that the world and all of its resources in the earth is worth um, uh, $10 quadrillion, right? Over, we owe trillions in the budget. Uh, we owe trillions. Uh, what is it, about $20 trillion now that we owe in the American uh, budget? But let's just say it's worth, let's just say $100 trillion is the world's value. Let's, let's go short. Now let's be conservative on it. All right, so we're one Earth, and there's $100 trillion. How many planets are in the solar system? There's nine. There was eight, but we got nine back again, right? Pluto, Pluto was rejected and then redeemed in Jesus' name. <laughs> All right, so there's nine planets. So now we're looking at a thousand trillion just off of those planets. Because, I mean, you look at Jupiter, that's a big, big planet. I'm telling you, there's some, there's some resources. Mars, that's one of the things that they're looking at is what's the resources up there. All right. Then, all right, but that's just one solar system. That one solar system is around one star, one sun. Well, in the Milky Way galaxy, there are billions, billions with a B, of stars. Now, that each star is its own solar system. So we don't even know how many planets, but let's just use ours as an average, say that there's nine around those billions of stars. And our galaxy is one of billions that we know about. This is just that we know about. Every few years they go, there's more than we thought. There's more than we thought. And our God, he owns it all. So how much does he have in his hand? He's got everything. It is well over trillions and quadrillions and quintillions. Well over that. And Christians who call themselves believers, who supposedly worship in faith this almighty, all-powerful God, get choked up at a mere 65, billion, 65 million. Do you know how small that is to God? Do you know how small that is in the world? But yet we serve an almighty God. In other words, what we just found out is we found out just how far their faith can be. No wonder Christians are not ruling as the church how they should be. When their limits of God stop, and I mean start to flip them out in their brain at 65 million. We need to see if faith is what overcomes the world and you can overcome the world then we've got to find ways to stretch our faith. Think bigger. Believe God for bigger things, for more things. We ought to believe God. This is, this is something recently I found that stretched my faith. Uh, I was talking to, um, or I was listening to uh, Dr. Rodney Howard Brown, and he was saying, what if every church uh, had one a thousand people, and my, my brain went, 
man, what if every church won 1,000 people a year to the Lord? He's talking about souls. What if they won 1,000 people a year to the Lord? And he said, what if every church won 1,000 people every week to the Lord? And my brain went, why? Because my faith wasn't there. My faith was not there. He might have said month, but whatever it was, month or week, it, it, it fried my, my faith on it. <laughs> and I realized I need to grow my faith. I believe he said 1,000 per week. But he, you think about that. Think about that. How much is that? If we all just won one person to the Lord, let's say there were 50 people, we all won one person to the Lord every day. That would be 50 times 7, that's 350 a week. So all you're talking about is people making souls more of a priority. It's not that much when you look at it that way. What if we just made it our goal to win one person to the Lord every day? Just in this church, there'd be 350 a week. So a thousand's not that much. But man, when I heard it, my faith wasn't there. I had to sit on it and meditate on it and pray over it for a few weeks. I want to see that. I want to add that. And he was saying, look, it's not a big deal to win the world to Christ if we'll just get after it. See, our faith needs to grow. Our faith, we need to expand it. We need to think bigger. You can overcome the world. I don't care what it is, if it's lack in your health, lack in your finances, lack in any area in your life. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Even our faith. You can do it. And look at, look at this right here uh, in Romans chapter 12. Romans chapter 12 and verse 3. It says, For though the grace given to me, I say to everyone among you, not to think more highly of himself than he ought to think, but to think so as to have sound judgment, as God has allotted to each the measure of faith. Over in 1 John 5, it says, look, these are the ones that overcome the world, the ones that are born of me. He says, he do, you, the ones that are born of me will use faith, and that's how they'll overcome the world. And, but then you can say, man, I don't know if I have faith. He's given every one of us the measure of faith. And we can take that measure and we can start to allow it to grow and stretch our faith and reach out and grab a hold. There's pieces of the world that God has called Boomerang to reach out their faith and do something with it. He's called us to do it. And you can do it. You can be that person. See, I just made it up in my mind years ago, Lord, I don't care if nobody else does it. I don't care if there's not one person that believes you, that stretches their faith, I'm going to do what you've asked me to do. Out of that has come a whole bunch of stuff. And you know what? It, it, it turned out it wasn't just me. It turned out there's other people too. You're a product of that just sitting here tonight. And this isn't everybody. This isn't all the fruit. But here's the thing. We've got to decide, I'm going to reach with my faith and I'm going to stretch it. 
and I'm going to get a hold of the promises of God. I'm going to get a hold of them, and I'm going to overcome this thing. I want you to think right now, what is that thing? that Man, that's, it's just on the top of your mind. It's, on the, it's been bugging you, and you know it's just not right. Think about that, because we're going to pray in a minute, and we're going to release our faith for that thing to disappear. We're going to release our faith for that thing to be healed, for that, that lack to be made up. We're going to release our faith, and we're going to see the power of God. Because when we believe, this thing supports what we're hoping for. It brings it into manifestation. It's that, it's that faith that sets us up on top of it, that sets us as an overcomer over that thing right then. Right then the things of God start to manifest in our life. And we're going to start that in just a second. Tell you this last story and then we're going to pray. When we pray, we're going to see it. We're going to start seeing the overcoming right now. Right now. You're going to do it. You're going to see it. You're the overcomer in Jesus' name. You're the overcomer. You can overcome that thing. Or things. Doesn't have to be just one. You're going to overcome it. I'm going, you're going to extend your faith. We're going to all agree together. And we are going to extend our faith. And that faith is going to set us on top. Amen. There was a situation uh, several years ago. I was in a, um, in a conference. And I was just sitting there and I was listening to somebody preaching where I was sitting here and the stage was over there and they were preaching. And uh, I'm just sitting there, you know, like a good believer listening to the Word of God, you know, trying to pay attention. All of a sudden the Holy Spirit starts talking to me. I mean, it's like he's got precedent or something. And, uh, you know, all of a sudden he just starts talking to me. And uh, I had had a spot, I don't even remember where it is now, but um, I, know, I know some of it was on my back. And uh, it was just where the pigment, pigment had just been light, right? It was just not as dark as the rest, and especially when I got out in the sun in the summertime. And it uh, seems like it was over here. And anyway, that pigment was just lighter color. Well, it didn't bother me. I wasn't scared about it. I wasn't worried about it or anything like that. It, it wasn't a hassle to me. I wasn't concerned with it. Didn't even think about it. Matter of fact, I'd pretty much forgotten about it. And that was what was important. So I was sitting there. Nobody could see it, so it wasn't, you know, wasn't a big deal. It wasn't, you know, affecting anybody's witness except mine. Because if I thought about it, I knew it was there. And I'm sitting there trying to listen to some preaching, and about that time the Holy Spirit says this. The Holy Spirit says, that thing, uh, whatever it is, that lack of pigment or whatever, he said, that is an assault against my word. I'm like, okay. <laughs> well, you all right. <laughs> and I knew what he wanted. What the Holy Spirit was trying to get across to me was, by me not applying faith to get that healed, I was allowing an assault against the promise of God that he was a healer. I was allowing an assault against his character, against his nature, 
against his name and against his word. And I was just forgetting about it. I was just, I was just going through life. It wasn't a big deal. To me, it wasn't hurting anybody. But it was hurting. It was hurting my faith. It was hurting my thoughts towards him. It was hurting his character and nature's reputation in my head and in my spirit. And what he was saying is, you have not applied faith for that to be healed, Brian. You need to get on top of that thing. You need to be an overcomer and stop letting that thing have a, a witness and a voice in your life. Because even though it's not affecting anybody else, it is affecting other people because it's affecting you. You're allowing it to stay and it is an assault against my word and against my character and against my nature. In other words, what he was saying to me is, you're not applying any faith whatsoever. You're just letting some piece of lack in your body remain instead of dealing with it and resisting the devil. I was being disobedient because I hadn't applied faith. Anybody ever had something like that or maybe even right now something that's just going on and you're not actively applying your faith, you're just letting it be because you can deal with it. See, we need to get to the place where we can't just deal with it. No, 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 no. You, you're attacking my Lord right now. By Satan, devil, you are attacking my God. You're attacking my Jesus. You're taking the healing or the whatever it is, the lack in any area that he paid for with his blood and with the stripes and with the weight of sin. And you were attacking him and telling him that he didn't do those things. Not going to happen on my watch. This is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. And all I did was I just turned on my faith. I just went into the Word. I said, by His stripes I'm healed. Those that believe will lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. I laid hands on myself. I recognized that on that tree He bore my sins and my sicknesses. In Matthew 8, 15 or 17, 17. And I, I started just applying the word. And I was like, I applied my faith. And I don't know when it went away. I just know that I, at some point I, I thought about it. And uh, I turned around and looked in the mirror. I'm like, oh, doggone, that thing's gone. See, it, it was gone the whole time if I would have applied my faith. But I was allowing it to stay. How many things, I guarantee you now that I've, I'm talking like this, you're going to have things that start rising up inside of you that go, hey, I need to apply some faith to that thing. I need to grow my faith. Maybe you need to think bigger. Maybe you need to go sit in a car. Maybe you need to go sit in a nice one. Uh, go, go sit in one that stretches you. Go sit in one that stretches you. What kind of, what, uh, it, it, that's one of the easiest ways to you know money is small things to God and it should be small things to a believer he says that in the word he said these are small things but here's the thing what is it what is it that you would like to have what what if you could get a car right now what what's one that you could get what's one that you would want Camaro huh Chevy Suburban H HD a Chevy Silverado, 25 or 35, what'd you say? 2,500 HD. Yeah, if he can, yeah. Well, he's the source. So, all right, the Chevy Suburban, 
Um, I think GMC. No, no, no. Chevy is the suburban Chevy. But I think the GMC has what's called a Yukon XL Denali that is basically the suburban but with nicer stuff. I'm just, just throwing that out there. Or an Escalade. And yeah, the Camaro. Now, if you got a dream, you got a you got if you got a dream, you got a dream, and that's that's what you if you got a word from the Lord, that's where faith is built. So if it's He's told you suburban, then that's what you should get. But what I'm saying is, let's let's stretch it a little bit. Let's stretch it a little bit. Maybe there's maybe the Camaro. You know, why not Ferrari? McLaren now see we went from a Camaro to a McLaren in a matter of two minutes that's awesome that's what I'm talking about what was it if you what was the one you were thinking of really a Hummer yeah amen amen did you see that picture where I was driving the Hummer did you see the picture where I was driving the Hummer in Texas you should see that picture it was cool I had to get way up (laughs) <laughs> so what I'm saying is that you're, you're dreaming you're allowing the Holy Spirit to stretch you to stretch your mind to stretch your thinking how many people how many people would like to take a vacation where you want to go Ireland Live life on vacation. Amen. That's available. The rest of God. Amen. (laughs) Nicely played. Very nice. He said way down in Kokomo. Aruba, Jamaica. How How many weeks do you want to go? 52. You probably wouldn't want to go 52, honestly, because you'd probably get bored. And you'd know that you weren't fulfilling the work that God's called you to. And after about three or four weeks, you'd be like, I just want to do something. So, But how ma- here's the thing. How about if, you know, you didn't just go for a few days, but you actually went and got rested up? You know, you went past that three, four, five days where your body actually starts resting and you go for a couple weeks, two weeks, three weeks. So you got to start believing God. If you're going to be an overcomer, you got to start applying faith towards these things. But see, if you're not even thinking about it, you're not going to be coming close to applying faith. And we're just talking material things. But what about believing God for some anointing? So that when you shake somebody's hand and you are a carrier of the anointing and you're walking in an overflow of that anointing, that anointing transfers and zaps them with the power of God. And all you did was shake hands. And you imparted a freedom, a bondage-breaking power of God simply by shaking hands. Uh, Peter and and, uh, John, I believe it was, uh, they're just walking by people. And people were close enough to be near their shadow. But they were carrying anointing. Where's your faith on that? Anybody been believing for that? I have. Man, I'm, I'm, I'm steady on it. Why? I want that anointing to rise. 
And the word says, covet the best gifts. Have you been believing God for better gifts, for the best ones? This is the victory that overcomes the world in the King James, even our faith. You're an overcomer. You're an overcomer. Say, say I receive that. Yeah, put, see, faith will grab a hold of it and make it theirs. In, in uh, Mark 11, when it talks about faith, it gives the idea and believes that he receives. It gives the idea that faith reaches out and grabs a hold of it and makes it theirs. That's what faith does. So see, if your faith is not reaching out and grabbing hold of it and receiving it, you might not be in it. So that's why it's good. Your mouth starts to work when you start getting in faith. It starts saying stuff like, I received that. Amen. So be it. Praise God. Hallelujah. You start thanking God. Why? Because your faith's at work. You start getting bold in that stuff. I received that. Hallelujah. I like Mercedes. Amen. I received that. You know, whatever it is. I like being out of debt. I receive that. This is the victory that overcomes. This is the victory that overcomes. This is the victory that overcomes our faith. Our faith. Our belief in God. Our trust on His promises, His character. And what's that thing that's been bugging you or things? Just stand up right now. Just stand up. This is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. This is the victory that overcomes the things in your world, your faith. This is the victory that overcomes the things in our world, our faith. Father, we reach out by faith right now and we receive it. Right now, you just uh, you don't have to shout it, uh, but do say it out loud. Say it loud enough so that you know you said it. Say it, but let me put it like this. Say it loud enough so that the devil knows what you're talking about. Call that thing out. And by faith, release your faith and start getting in the overcoming. Amen. Lord, we just praise you right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. This is the victory. We're, we are claiming your promise that our world is overcome by our faith. And we are going to release our faith, and our faith is going to put us on top. This is it. Lord, right now, we'll release our faith towards healing in Jesus' name. Body, be well in the name of Jesus. If you want to, just take your hands and lay your hands on yourself. Say, body, be well, be whole in Jesus' name. Finances, there's no lack in you. We are out of debt and we carry a debt-canceling anointing. Lord, we receive fullness and overflow in our finances. Now, in Jesus' name, prosperity be now in Jesus' name. Lord, you are the one who gives wealth and you add no sorrow to it. We receive, Father, I receive the wealth of God right now. Father, we receive the wealth of God right now in Jesus' name. We receive provision. We receive debts canceled, houses paid off, vehicles, dream vehicles, Lord. Thank you, Father, in Jesus' name.
We receive spines lining up. We receive 100% restoration. We receive relief from headaches. We receive the rest of God right now. Lord, we sleep well in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. We receive rest. Yeah, we receive rest in Jesus' name. Father, right now, we rebuke any bondage, any bondage that's been on our lives, any uh, ties to the world. We rebuke that. We resist it. Be gone in Jesus' name. We renounce any ties to this corrupted world and corruption by sin. We renounce it. We resist it. Leave our life. Leave my life. Say it. Say, leave my life now. Be broken. I renounce that bondage. And I walk in freedom. By faith. Right now. Thank you, Father. Thank you. Lord, we receive protection, divine protection, Lord. We don't, we don't receive accidents. We receive protection. We don't receive close calls. We receive full protection in Jesus' name. No evil shall befall us. It won't even come near our dwelling in Jesus' name. We receive the salvation of God. Thank you, Father. We receive you, Lord, as our deliverer. You're our shepherd. You are the one who blesses us. Lord, we receive by faith the fullness of your blessing in our lives. In Jesus' name, thank you, Father. Amen, amen, amen. Lord, we just thank you so much for your goodness and your mercy. We praise you and we love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank you, Father. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Lord, we just praise you and we love you. Thank you, Lord, for giving us the weapon of faith. Thank you for giving us a way to overcome and get on top of these things. Thank you, Lord, that it's not just for us, but we carry that faith not only for our own lives, but the overflow of that flows over into the people around us as well. And we help them overcome not just the pastor but every believer and Lord we by faith now ask you to put people in front of us that need some overcoming that we now know how to do and we thank you for it in Jesus name amen amen have a great night